All right, guys, thanks for coming out tonight. Um, the outline for tonight, so you know what we're doing or what we're going to try and do, is really three things. First, I'm going to give a bit of an introduction as to why we have SG Kids at all. Um, I think if we don't understand why we're doing this, well, that's going to be a challenge for parents and kids alike. Secondarily, then, we're going to look at what do we have planned for 2023, which is a bit different. Um, so Janelle's going to lead that with the team. Can we thank Janelle for the way she serves in kids' ministry? Does an amazing job. Has done for probably best part of a decade. Certainly a long time she served. So she's going to be taking the second part. And then we're finally going to finish up with how we, can, uh, how we plan to keep your kids safe, which is an important reality too. We want to make sure we're caring for your kids and keeping them safe. So I want to talk to you about that as well. So why don't we, I, we pray, ask the Lord for help, and then we'll dive in. Lord, we do thank you, first and foremost, for our children. Lord, whether we have children, because we're here as parents, or whether we don't have children, we're here as leaders, Lord, we we long to see these kids come to know you as Lord and Saviour. Lord, that's the cry of our heart. Lord, when it comes to their salvation, um, nothing else really matters. We just want to see them know you and love you. And so, Lord, would you guide us tonight? Would it be a tone of glorifying you, of honoring you, of, of worshiping you, which is our heart? Lord, these are all kids for which you died, which you gave your life away as part of our community. And so, Lord, help us to treasure them and help us to treasure the gift of parenting. Would it all be for your glory? In Jesus' name, amen. You know, tonight, in so many ways, and what we're talking about tonight, was really birthed out of a pastoral team and core team time that we had in September, really looking at um, many ministries in the church, but really examining why do we do what we do? What is the heart behind the different ministries of the church? One of the reasons why Brendan and I's uh, year was so busy last year is we did that for all the different ministries in the church, really just looking at it afresh and examining why are we doing all of these different ministries. And we came up with a mission statement for actually all our different ministries. And this is what we came up with for SG Kids. Mission statements can be um, unnecessarily broad sometimes, and other times they can be narrowing. But this is, I think, helpful for us to understand. Otherwise, you never know what you're going for. What's the bullseye in something? And this is the aim in kids. The reason why we have a kids ministry and the desire in it is to help kids know Jesus, have a relationship with Jesus, and to help parents train their kids in the way they should go. That's what we're trying to do. So when you think about SG Kids Ministry, it's to help kids know Jesus, to come to actually know him as Lord and Savior, to have a relationship with him. How do I do that? What does that mean? And to help parents train their kids in the way that they should go. And we really came up with that, not, not out of my head or Brendan's head or Janelle's head or anybody else in the room. We actually just spent quite a considerable amount of time opening our Bibles and looking at what does the Bible say about kids? And what does it say about the way we go about this? One of the things you won't find in the Bible is a kids' ministry. It's not actually there. But we do have guiding principles which help us understand if we're going to have a kids' ministry as we gather, what would that actually look like? What would that actually mean? And there's three foundational convictions as to why we have an SG kids' ministry. And here's the first. The first foundational part of it is that we believe parents are called by God to be the primary influences in the lives of their kids. The primary influence in your kids' lives is not meant to be a kids' leader. It's not meant to be some influencer on YouTube. It's not meant to be a youth leader as they get older. It's meant to be you. 
you are the ones that have been designed by God specifically for your child to be the primary influence in their lives. And we get that from the Bible. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Train up your child in the way that he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. It's a call to you as a parent. And Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Then he addresses fathers. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. To command to parents, to, to dads and to moms, that this is what you're called to do, to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 through 7, echoes the same thing. It says, and these words that I command to you today shall be on your heart. He's talking there to parents in the context. He says, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. That's quite a lot of time. You know, his premise is, I want you to love the Lord, I want you to love his word, and I want you to pass it on. It doesn't matter what time of day or night, you have the responsibility to actually pass these on to the next generation. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, my theological hero, says it this way. He says, I once heard of a man who said that he did not like to prejudice his boy, so he would not say anything to him about religion. The devil, however, was quite willing to prejudice the lad. So very early in life, he learned to swear, although his father had a foolish objection to teaching him to pray. If ever you feel it incumbent upon you not to prejudice a piece of ground by sowing good seed in it, you may rest assured that the weeds will not imitate your impartiality. Where the plow does not go and the seed is not sown, the weeds are sure to multiply. And if children are left untrained, all sorts of evil will spring up in their hearts and minds." It's so helpful, isn't it? You know, every now and again, I, I was speaking to a pastor recently who actually takes his kids through a catechism. So he actually does a catechism with his kids and just teaches them the values of the scripture, the values of the Bible. And he had, had different feedback from people in his church saying, mate, it's a bit much. It's a bit over the top. You think, why is that? You, you don't want to prejudice your kids? You just want to let your school do it or the TV do it? You know, how are we going to influence our kids with the glories of the gospel and with the Bible? You know, parenting, in my experience, can be very hectic. I know it well, and we have five children. And for many of you, you have small children. Um, thank you. Well done. Congratulations. I just want to encourage you, as they get older, it really changes. It becomes less hands-on, but it becomes way more busier because they start to have friendships to navigate. They start to have extracurricular activities to navigate sports and music and drama. They have education to navigate and homework. There's a lot of stuff that comes your way. And it can be tempting to just find yourself either an ATM or a taxi driver and think this is what good parenting is. But that's not good parenting. Of primary importance as parents is preparing our child for a life with Christ. For them to know him and love him. I love his word and love the church, love his bride. And in the light of eternity, what else really matters? One day your kid is going to stand before the Lord and give an account for their life. It doesn't matter if they're good at netball on that day. It doesn't matter if they've had great opportunities in a private school. It doesn't matter a ton of things. But it does matter. Do they believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? And do they want to follow him? And have they grown up seeing that in their parents and they just want to imitate that? 
Those are the things that are going to count. So we need to guard our hearts from getting distracted. So as a core conviction, when we think about SG Kids, we begin with understanding that it's parents that are called by God to have their primary influences in our kids' lives. And that's important. Because we're not then just building a ministry that just thinks, you know what, I'm so glad I go to church because once a week my kids get influenced with God's word. That shouldn't be the case. They should be getting influenced with God's word all the time. And that ministry is just our moment to do that. That ministry alone won't do it. And it isn't, with all due respect, those leaders' responsibility to do it. It's our responsibility before the Lord for our kids. So that's our first core conviction. The second core conviction is that through our SG Kids ministry, we have a profound and weekly opportunity to dazzle our kids with the Lord. Every week, we get to dazzle our kids with Jesus. How good is that? And in Matthew 28, we have the great commandment. It says, And Jesus came to them and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. It's, it's, it's the entirety of the call on our lives as Christians. It's not addressed to pastors. It's just addressed to people, followers of Christ. It's the primary call on our lives that we're called to make disciples of all nations. Well, here's the thing. Imagine if every single week, I said every week, I can give you an opportunity to get with 80 people that don't know Jesus or have just become Christians. That's pretty amazing. What an amazing opportunity that we get to do that. Well, that is kids' ministry. It's not babysitting, or it's not just trying to do something to try and whittle whittle the time away so that we can do something else. No, that is ministry out there. That's our calling out there. That's a discipleship moment. It's actually doing what we're called to do. Each and every week, we have the opportunity to dazzle our kids with the Lord, to say things and do things that for some of them, they'll remember for the rest of their lives. That's amazing. In Psalm 78, uh, this is what we read under the banner of tell to the coming generation. He says, Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children. But tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. The whole premise isn't just, hey kids, um, listen, uh, yeah, I'm a Christian, that's why we go to church. We go to church every Sunday. Well, when we can, because we have other things on, but when we can, we go to church. That's what we should do. Well, Dad, you never read the Bible. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter because, you know, we're Christians. It's just by faith alone. Dad, you look bored out of your head. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. We're Christians. So just go. That's not it. <laughs> we're meant to dazzle our kids with the gospel and help them understand this is something to live your life on. Jesus has changed my life. And son, daughter, I want Jesus to change your life. You're trying to give them what you have. You can't pass on something you don't have. And every week then as leaders, that's why we want to give attention to training our leaders um, some more this year, particularly our teachers. Because we want to be able to teach in a way that causes them to go, I love that. What is that? He has something. She has something that I want. And every single week we have the opportunity to tell to the coming generation. 
the wonderful words and the wonderful things that the Lord has done. So that's a core conviction for us. Not only that parents are the primary influences, but in partnership with parents every week, we have the opportunity of getting our kids in kids' ministry where they could be dazzled for Jesus. And then the third core conviction is this, that harvest is a bad time to decide you don't like what you've planted. Douglas Wilson says it this way. He says, children grow up, and once they are adults, the work of child rearing is done. Therefore, parents have what might be called a fleeting opportunity to fulfill the scriptural mandate to bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. It's so true. It is really fleeting. I mean, I still remember vividly when I could carry Josh on that hand. And you would just put him there. His little legs would be there and his head would be there. I still remember it as if it was like a few years ago. It definitely wasn't a few years ago. Now he'd probably break my arm if I tried such a thing. It'd be a problem. But what I want to help you see is a guy who's steadily getting older, it doesn't, it, it just goes very quick. And you think, oh, we're just in a busy season. I'll get to that. You will never get to that. Because one busy season becomes another busy season, becomes another busy season, becomes another, and before you know it, they're packing their bags and they've left. And I'm going to be trying to pastor you with regret. And I don't want to do that. I want to help you, before you get to that regret stage, to slowly work out, what are, you, what are you trying to do? You know, we have what is best a fleeting opportunity to fulfill the mandate that the Lord has kindly given us to bring up our children in the training instruction of the Lord. And so we want to seize the day, don't we? Not put off till tomorrow what needs to get done today, because before long there won't be too many tomorrows for them, and they'll be gone This is why we ask you, just to put some practical legs on, this is why we ask you, as a parent, to serve an SG Kids ministry. Because it's a partnership ministry. It's a partnership ministry in what we do. You know, it has been a rumor at different times that it is a rule. If I have a kid, I have to serve in kids ministry. That is not true. You don't have to serve in kids ministry. We ask you to. We encourage you to. In part, it's because we have a gazillion kids and not that many adults, (laughs) so we need to make sure they're cared for. But in much, much bigger part, it's because you're called to train your kids in the way they should go. And we do that together in partnership. We're building a community of people. So we want to supplement that with others. We want to put others that are gifted in in the mix, without doubt. But we want to take responsibility for that. We're not just babysitting. We're dazzling these kids with Jesus, and we all want to be a part. And it's going to be very hard for you to parent your kids, specifically if you have no clue what's even going on out there, and just leaving it with somebody else to do the same thing. So it's why we ask you to serve as a parent in SG Kids Ministry, understanding that you're the primary influences in your kids' lives. The second thing that we really want to encourage you in and continue to want to encourage you in is to talk to the SG Kids leaders on any given morning about how your kids went. I don't know if you've ever done that or if you've ever thought about doing that, but here's the thing. When you pick up your kid, firstly, You don't want your 10-year-old trying to pick up the other kid because they're not going to do what I'm about to encourage you to do. You want to go yourself and say to the kids' leader, how did they go this morning? Because if they say to you, well, in honesty, I think they tried their best, but they swore at me three times. You want that intel because you're called to do something about that. You need to know what's happening. Or if they say to you, you know what, yeah, they did well, but I've noticed they just constantly sit out on things. They never really get involved. Again, you need to know that intel as a parent. Because you have them seven days a week. You're the ones that can train them in the way they should go. But if you don't even know what's going on, you're totally missing an opportunity. It's partnership with these leaders. And if you are a leader, which is most of you, don't, please, 
Please don't do this. Don't, when the parent comes, how did my kids go? Oh, they were good. They tried their best. They did so well. And then go home and complain to your spouse. They were a nightmare this morning. That's not going to work out. That's dishonest. And that is, you've just missed an opportunity to actually care for that parent. Because they're not in trouble. It's not like a point system. We're, we're parenting a community here. In, in our old church, when we used to put the numbers up, we used to call it the walk of shame. And it was the walk of shame because Lydia's number came up most weeks. So most weeks, you'd be, oh, is that cool? Yeah, I'm going to go down. And it used to become quite funny. And the church was like 500 people. So you're like, it was quite a long walk of shame. People knew that you're going to go and help your kid. But over time, it helps. Because you are aware, this is my call as a dad. And our call as a mum to train my kid. And what they're doing here is exactly what they'll do at school and everything else in their life. You need to know. It's going to help you to parent them. So, yeah, I really want to encourage you. Um, find out how your kid's going. And with all due respect, don't assume if there's been a fight that it definitely wasn't your kid, they're the victim. Yeah, every parent says that. Maybe ask a few more questions. And again, even if it was, Lydia used to beat puppy all the time. Even if that's the case, it gives you a chance to parent. No one's judging you. It's just an opportunity. These kids are all in process. They're all in process. It's just giving you a chance to help them and love them and serve them as they're getting older. It's also why we want to encourage you thirdly, if you have babies or very small kids and you like to make use of the video link area, that's not like a chat room, okay? That ain't going to work. That room is to there to serve you where your kids won't settle, to be able to settle them outside so you can actually watch the service. So I think it's increasingly become like a chat room. That ain't going to work. And it isn't going to work for two reasons. First of all, I think when, you, when you're a parent of young kids, you really, really need the sermon. More than you think. You are squeezed for time, spending time with the Lord. I know what it's like. We've been there, done that. We've seen that. You need to do all you can to be sitting there and listening to God's word. Because that might be the only time where you're being washed with God's word during the week. You really need it. It's not a time to chat to your friends. Secondarily, you're already training your kids. They're learning what is important. And even if you think, well, my kid's small, they don't even notice. Maybe true. But the adventurers that are right beside you can't hear their teacher because they can hear adults talking over the preaching. You're teaching them. that You can listen to the sermon if you want, but it's better to have a chat. All these things are going in. So really, if, you have a, if you're a parent of a baby or a small kid, the ideal is put them in kids' ministry when they can, when you feel they can go. Where they can't, keep them with you. If you're a nursing mum, use the nursing mum's area because then you're still in the meeting and you'll be able to hear, you'll be able to sing, still get involved. If they won't settle, mum or dad, go out to the TV area, but not for chatting. It's just to try and plug in. And if they're going crazy, walk around the car park or whatever you need to do and put, your, put the service on YouTube. It's on YouTube every week. Walk around it, but don't see it as an opportunity to come to church and chant because it really is a time where we want to be around God's word. Amen? So they're just illustrations of why we encourage you to do what we do. They come from convictions, and the conviction being ultimately that we want our kids' ministry to be a ministry that helps kids know Jesus, have a relationship with Jesus, and to help parents train their kids in the way they should go. And there are our convictions that we build around, that parents, are, we're trying to help you train your kids in the way they should go. We want to dazzle these kids every week, and harvest is a bad time to decide you never liked what you've planted in. And that's really late to, to really make a start. And so once we come up with that uh, ministry bandana, and we knew in Chat to Janelle there's no way that a third of our church can be down to 
Janelle. And when we have a pastoral team of four for the rest of the church, it's a bit unfair to then say a third of the church is just you, Janelle, try your best. Yeah, that's unrealistic. So we wanted to build a team around Janelle, which is what we've done, which Janelle was keen on as well. So Janelle's still going to be the SG Kids director. She's going to be overseeing the whole thing. So where you don't know what's going on, you obviously still go to yeah, Janelle. Michelle Walker is then going to be the assistant SG Kids director. Very exciting. Yes, yes. So when Janelle fancies golf or something, or just a morning tea, Michelle will do things. Uh, Beth McElhenney is coming on for music and mission. So we needed somebody to be thinking of, yeah, amen. We really wanted somebody that's going to be able to give attention to how are we going to be encouraging our kids in singing worship when they're out there? What does that look like? We don't want them to just be filling the blank and then they finally come into Conquerors and they're like, oh, these are different. We, we want it to be more than that. And we wanted to give somebody the responsibility as well to make sure how are we linking up what's happening out there, what's, what's happening in here. So obviously at Christmas Eve, we have a moment for the kids to come in, which is great. But what are other opportunities? Other opportunities to make sure they're in. And somebody that's going to be thinking about mission as well. And one of the nice things about being a church that's heavily weighted towards having small kids is all of you in time will have friends that all have small kids. That's an opportunity to bring them to church. Come to church, we have a great kids' ministry. It's kind of free. It's free childcare. And you could just sit in the service for a bit and drink coffee. It's, it's an easy sell for Easter in different times. You will find a lot of your friends will be in the same boat. Steph Chow's also coming to part of the team. Yep, she's going to be doing, amen. She's going to be doing administration and all the communications. So we want to make sure, because you're called to train your kids in the way you, you should get, they should go, we want to make sure that you're getting the intel you need to do that. You know what's happening in those different rooms. You know what's going on so we can help you. And then I'm going to be serving in the team just to try and bring leadership to, the, to well, to pastoral leadership more than Janelle's kids' director leadership and parenting. I'm going to be thinking more about how can we help parents and do what they're called to do. And so together we'll try and muddle our way through and move this ministry forward. And I think that's been a relief to Janelle in part because it's hard to carry all that by yourself. We don't do that in anything else in the church. And given the sheer amount of kids and the sheer amount of parents, I just think this is a great opportunity for us to really scale now for if this church gets to twice the size, we haven't got to have a radical rethink. You just start to grow with it and really start to use our gifts to do what we can in that ministry. So that's an intro on why do we have SG Kids. I'm not going to hand over to Janelle so she can fill you in along with the team about what we have planned for 2023. So welcome Janelle as she comes up. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. I can retire now. It's great. Love it. <laughs> so, um, no, thank you all for coming. Um, I am excited to see how God is at work. I'm excited to see what he will do in and through SG Kids um, and this church. Um, I want to thank all of you who do serve. Some of you have come off because of children, um, but thank you to all of you who serve. Um, SG Kids could not happen without you. Like Dave said, some people have two, three, four five, you know, some of the bigger families have left. But um, we've got a lot of kids. And so if you think one one parent per X number of children, we just, we need you all to make it work. And so thank you. 
To those of you who do have children and serve, I get it. Some weeks are long. Some weeks are are tiring. Um, I had a day of it today. And then you serve in SG Kids and it can be exhausting, but thank you um, because it is a blessing to our kids out there. And for those of you who don't have children and who serve, thank you. Um, A huge thank you. We honestly could not run SG Kids without those of you who don't have kids and who choose to serve. Um, Thank you for investing in our children. Thank you for sharing the gospel with our children. Thank you for praying with our children. Um, It really is a blessing. We are a body, but thank you for the part you play. Um, It's great. So um, I'm not talking the whole time, which is lovely, Um, but we're going to go through a few things that I think as parents, it's really helpful to know what is actually happening in those rooms, particularly when we tend to only serve. The other thing too is a lot of you, both the couple serves and that's also a huge blessing. So thank you. Um, For for some of it, um, you know because you serve in that room. Some of it, you know because you have children in those rooms or you think you know based on what they come home and tell you. Um, But also, it's good to hear how does it work and how how do the children actually progress. So you've actually got um, a copy. If you're on this week, I've done the printing for you, or Dave's done the printing for you, um, but or Carolina might have done it. Someone's printed it for you, so you can use it. Um, if you're on, what we've done is we've printed off um, some of the curriculum, so you can actually see the progression. And I'll talk to that a little bit later. So content, I think Dan, if we can get started, that would be great. Um, so on a Sunday morning, and this might be a nice little refresher um, for everyone. We want to make sure that we have a Bible talk, and we don't make that up. Um, We get that straight from the curriculum. So if you see your three examples um, of the curriculum, whether they're the older children, the babies and toddlers, we don't actually teach in babies, um, but we provide a very good start to children's ministry and babies, and hats off to the babies' leaders. Um, All of the children are looking at Nehemiah Rebuilt the Walls, Um, all the children um, have a Christ connection. So how does this passage point to Jesus? Because that's the beautiful thing about this curriculum. It takes three years to look at how does the entirety of the Bible point to Jesus. And we want the children to understand these just aren't isolated stories. They all form part of a bigger picture. Um, There's all a big picture question, not for the young, young, young ones, but the younger kids and older kids. So every Sunday, we want the children knowing this story. Every Sunday for the younger kids and the older kids, Um, so that's adventurers, builders and conquerors when I talk about older and younger kids, uh, younger and older kids, we want them to have a memory verse. So if you realise that's one of the things that you just leave off when you run out of time, if you can put that back up, um, we want these children to be storing scripture in their heart because we know that God can bring that to mind at any stage in their lives. So please use a concerted amount of time so that these children know scripture. Um, singing. Beth's going to talk about that in a moment, but we really want... Conquerors are singing anyway. Um, So they're already singing, but for the other rooms, except for babies, um, we want them to be singing. Um, Our our daughter is going through a real Colin Buchanan phase at the moment after his concert, and she just has it playing all the time. She knows the words better than I do. Um, She's like, yes, mummy, I listen to it more than you do. Um, But these kids can know songs, so we want to be singing. And prayer 
prayer. Please make prayer a foundational part of your morning. Not just you praying for the children, but invite the children to pray, adventurers and up. Even toddlers, that you know, for the ones that speak well, um, they'll have a go. It can be beautiful to hear what is on the heart of a child. It can be you know, they come to God with childlike faith. It can be refreshing for your own soul when you um, talk to the children, but also too, it just gives the children an opportunity to practice. This is how we talk to God. They can learn. You know, you can cut them off when it's about 10 sentences long and you think, yeah, that's enough for everyone else. But um, it's a beautiful training ground. Um, um, craft, depending on the age, it's a great way to reinforce the story. Um, it's a great way for them to take home a visual to talk to their parents about. Um, and also, we want to make the morning fun um, and age appropriately. That might be you getting up and dancing and singing and the kids have a wonderful time in toddlers. My husband does that very well. Um, or it might be games that they remember. You know, it can be anything, but let's make the morning fun. Let's make it enjoyable. Let's make it a morning where they want to invite their friends back, where they want to keep coming. Um, So that's content um, in a nutshell. And just to, if you go to the next slide for me, Dan. Um, So each of the rooms has a structure that's age appropriate. Um, So when you come on board um, in that big long email that I send you, um, a small section of it will be the structure. Builders have that in their tub so that you can refer to each week. And and why this is helpful, it's not set in stone. However, kids like structure. Um, It suits the needs of some children very well. And so if you either go through that with the children or write it as a visual or show the poster, it can just help with your classroom management so that they know this is what's happening. And it can also, too, just be a reminder, oh, yeah, we haven't done that. We need to make sure we do that. Um, And if you go to the next one, as you can see, depending on the age of our children, the structure is very different. So for toddlers, they're having a lot of free play. They will have a small teaching time. And you can see by the babies and toddlers curriculum, it is a very small teaching time. Um, So basically, you want them to be able to walk away with a sentence, helping them understand who God is and who Jesus is, um, to know the story. Um, And again, adventurers is slightly different, but trying to keep it age appropriate. Um, So like I said, one of the things is we really want the children to be singing songs. They're a great way to to remember truth. Um, And Beth, who has a beautiful voice and a good understanding of singing, um, she's going to be leading worship. She's going to be helping us make sure that we have great songs in that room. So Beth, can we give her a round of applause as we come up? Thanks, everyone. Um, as it's already been said, like we want our kids to be singing. <laughs> um, and I just love how God has designed us to that when we sing about him and that we went sing to him, not only does it stick in our memories, but it changes our hearts and it sets our minds and our thoughts upon him. Um, so when we sing with our kids, that's what happens to them too. And God loves to hear us sing as grown-ups, so how much more would he desire hearing our kids singing out to him? Um, so I guess I've been invited on this team to sort of foster this in the kids ministry and kind of just have another look at what it looks like in the rooms Um, as has already been mentioned through the um, Spotify or Apple um, playlist so I'll have another look at that and give it a refresh and um, 
we can keep plugging those songs to our kids. But as Dave mentioned, throughout the year, we're hoping to have more opportunities for the kids to share in worship time with us. Um, so the, each term, the hope is that each term will have a song that the kids will come into big church <laughs> and sing with us. Um, first term, it's going to be at Easter, on Easter Sunday. So we'll invite them to come in and, and share a song that they will be preparing and practicing um, to do that with us. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all that I was going to say. But also I'm hoping to equip parents as well um, because these things we can, like Dave said, we can do it on a Sunday, but if you're not singing in front of your kids, with your kids during the week, it's not really something that's going to catch on um, with them. So for parents, I'm hoping to just prepare a bit more resources and blog posts and things like that, that you can kind of just have that a bit more in your mind throughout your week. Thank you. I just want to touch a little bit more on the curriculum, particularly if you teach in the younger years or the older years. So um, for conquerors, you'll know that you're in here for most of the morning. By the time you get out in that room, you have a very short amount of time. Um, and there is a lot of good content in this curriculum. I think if you've never taught um, with the older kids or the younger kids, the beautiful thing about this curriculum is if you're not particularly confident, you can pick it up and use it. Like they script everything for you. However, if you love teaching and you are confident, it's just a tool. And so I think tonight, it's just that reminder, this is here and this is a tool. We want the kids, so if we're doing um, this Sunday, we want the kids to know and understand um, the story of Nehemiah. Uh, we want the children to know and understand the key passage, the big question, how it points to Jesus. Um, I think mission's important, so we don't want to not be talking about mission every week. However, if you think this week there is just so much to get through, there are some things in here that you don't have to cover every Every week. Um, but one of the things with the WhatsApp is we would love you to be using them more. So um, babies and babies actually do it quite well. Often the week after that they've been serving, they'll say, oh, these children settled well or this, children, this child was a little bit upset. Um, builders um, often do it with we, we sang this song or we did that. Provide feedback um, into your group so that that way we're just not standalone weeks. Um, so, you know, if you had a great session and the kids love the mission seg segment that particular week, put it in so the following week's leaders can know. Um, if your children had, you know, the week that you're teaching um, in toddlers, you know, if your kids love, if the kids love singing Jesus Rock the World, put it in um, so that the following leaders aren't just working in isolation, but we can build on it and hopefully then provide a richer experience um, for our children. Steph, um, unfortunately, if you're happy... Oh, Dan, the next slide for me, please. Um, so just just so you can see, the, the curriculum, we have a preschool curriculum, which is for babies and toddlers. Then we have a kids curriculum, which is the young children and older children, which means that hopefully by the time they make their way through potentially they've heard, well, they've heard the entirety of the Bible at least twice, um, which is amazing. Um, they've seen how at least twice the Bible points to Jesus, uh, which is great. The next slide for me, um, please. One of the things that Steph has done, hopefully you saw it in the blog this week, she has put together weekly summaries um, 
basically for every week going forward now. Um, this is a wonderful tool for you. It will go out the week prior to the teaching. So as you can see, it marries up with Nehemiah. It's going to have exactly what's on your curriculum. So it's going to have what the story is, uh, the key passage, the big picture question, the Christ connection. It will also have the song that Beth was talking about. Um, So you can see right down the bottom, there's the song of the term. Um, And so that will mean that you can be playing it at home. You can be helping your children learn that song. Um, please use these with your children. Um, I, I'm sure you all know, those of you who have children, sometimes after a Sunday, your children will tell you something that they've talked about and it's quite hard to work out what they've actually talked about. Um, whereas you've now got this resource where you can either prepare them. Um, sometimes if Ollie and I are on, the kids want to know what they're learning about on Sunday. And so we get to teach the, you know, talk to them about the story they're going to be hearing on Sunday. And so they hear it more than once. So you can be preparing them or post on your Sunday lunches, you can be debriefing with them and it helps you as parents to engage with your children about what they're learning on the Sunday. So Steph would have talked about them tonight. Steph has done a phenomenal job um, putting these all together and it really is our prayer and hope that they help you uh, as you parent your children and it's just not an isolated event down those corridors but it's just being reinforced um, in our households. Um, the, the next thing, I'm going to invite Michelle Walker up. Um, for some of you, or for some of us, classroom management can be a challenge. Um, and I think Michelle has a, a wonderful, uh, a wealth of knowledge um, in terms of how to help children in the classroom. And she, so she's going to share a little bit tonight. Um, yes, so um, classroom management... Um, Look, like Dave said, we we believe that it's the the parents calling to to equip and train their kids, but we want to help you and dazzle them with the gospel. Um, And so we need some structure in those rooms for that to happen because we have kids coming from all different ages and developmental stages and um, some are excited to be at church with lots of friends around and some don't have a friend at all. So we're trying to create a room that is safe um, and well-structured so that every kid can hear the gospel clearly. Um, And that requires having um, some values that we share with the kids. So... Um, I think the next, yeah, perfect. So these, so this is an example of what we have in the builders' rooms. These are our four key values, which have existed for a few years um, in SG Kids, but I think have become a bit more um, visible over the past little while. Um, so these are four key values that we sort of talked about a little while ago that we want to really um, hang the rooms on. So the first one there is obedience, respect, listen and kind, so listening and kindness. Um, So what we do in the rooms is when we welcome the kids and pray with them and talk about the week, we always introduce our um, four values and often we'll make that interactive, we'll get the kids to jump up and act out what it looks like or guess, um, you know, do charades as to someone acting obedient or whatever it might be. Um, And what we try and do is um, really thread these through the morning. So, um, you know, a a way that we might do this is go, you know, oh my goodness, um, Kat is sitting so well, you were doing such good listening. Like what an amazing way that she's listening and all of a sudden the other 20 kids are also listening really well. So um, we try and use like a lot of positive encouragement and reinforcement. Um, We're not in the business of 
disciplining them because that's not our job. <laughs> that's um, the parents' job um, and the parents' calling. So these are the values we really try and um, stick to in our rooms and try and explain these to the kids because it's through these um, actions that we can really love one another and help each other hear the gospel and listen um, during the morning. Um, so the reason we have these is to facilitate um, a, a safe and structured room where they can hear the gospel. Um, and it's quite nuanced because, like I said, we have different children of different ages and different developmental abilities and um, coming from different backgrounds. So um, whilst we have a bit of a system to deal with um, and work with kids who might not be aligning with this, it is nuanced. So um, it's not sort of hard and fast. It is a bit nuanced depending on the child. But what would happen in a room is um, if children... So I'll, I'll talk about um, builders because that's the room that I work in and I've got two of my own children in that room. If they are sort of mucking up and not doing the right thing, the first sort of step to address that would be... Um, hey, I've noticed that some people aren't really being that respectful of one another. Do you think that we could all um, put your hand up if you think you could act more respectful to your friends? So that would be a first sort of step to address behaviour. Or if it was um, my daughter B, who was being quite um, running around and not listening, it might be coming alongside her and saying, hey, I've noticed that when the teacher's talking, you're not listening um, and you're not actually acting very respectful. Do you think you could work a bit harder at that for me? So those are sort of the first little warnings we give to the, the children to, to just bring them back to that um, to the four key values. Um, if we have repeated behaviour where children really... like So, for example, um, a lot of excitement, kids are running around and they're just finding it really, really difficult to, to not do that. Um, the second sort of step is, is a warning of saying... Um, you know, so if it was Ivy, um, you know, Ivy, I've asked you to stop running around. You haven't listened to me. If you do it again, I'm going to have to call mum or dad. We're going to have to tag mum or dad to come and speak to you. Okay? So that's the first and final warning. Um, if she does that again, straight away we tag the parents. The parent will come um, and they will ju we'll just say, all it is is um, we've spoken to Ivy. We've had to speak to her a few times. She's, she's really not listening um, and and obeying what we're doing and those are our four values could you just have a quick chat with her about that um, and parent her and train her and you know whatever it is um, that that family does um, and she is more than welcome to come back into the room once you've done that and that's generally the way we we work with the kids um, now if um, it's hitting or swearing we action that a lot quicker so we'll just um, if it's sort of um, maliciousness or whatever we'll just call parents straight away um, but otherwise like I said it is nuanced and we are working with different individuals in that room um, but that is the normal sort of step um, that we go through. Um, often um, at the end of pickup as you would know it's really tricky to catch parents if something's happened um, or you know kids are running out or whatever and you're trying to um, grab them um, I think all leaders try their best to have that conversation, but it can be a difficult conversation to have sometimes. Um, so I think you as parents 
you could serve the leaders by doing what Dave said, asking, hey, how did they go today? Um, is there anything I should know? Or if your child says, oh, I got hit in the head today or something, come and speak to the leaders and just say, hey, like he said this, like could you like help me understand what happened in the room today just so I can work through that with him or her? Um, because, yeah, some of these rooms have got very large groups of kids who are very excited and, you know, it, it can be... Um, a whirlwind of a two-hour period. So, yeah. But those are our four values. Please um, share them with your kids. Um, like I said, they're not rules. They're just values that um, we believe we see in Scripture and we believe help them understand who Jesus is and to hear more about him. So, yeah. Thanks. Um, teaching in SG Kids... Some of you love it, some of you can't run far enough from it, Um, but we're a body and we all have different gifts and we want to use those gifts in whatever way we can. But as Dave um, alluded to earlier on, we really do want to spend some more time investing in um, people to teach our children. Um, I think it is a skill that we can all grow in. Um, Some people are definitely gifted in it, um, but even if we're gifted in it, we can still grow in it. And so um, we would love as many of you as possible to say, yes, I have the gift, or yes, I'm willing to grow in teaching. Um, it's, it's not, um, yeah, put your name forward, um, or feel free to volunteer someone. If you've been serving with someone and you just think, they are amazing, um, volunteer them. Um, but in the next few weeks, um, you will get a message that says, if you are interested in some more training uh, to teach our children, um, please put your name forward, um, or someone else's, I don't mind. Um, but we, what the commitment will look like, initially it will be an two, another two nights um, this year. So, uh, so our SG big nights are terms one and three. This will be two, terms two and four. Um, so it will be another night, plus we'll probably have um, a WhatsApp, a teacher's WhatsApp type thing so that we can be speaking into and investing in. Um, ideally, where possible, it would also mean that every Every week, um, we would assign a teacher. Um, and so let's say you four are the teachers in Adventurers. Um, you would each be on a different week. Ideally, you would swap with another teacher. Because I think there are some of you in this room that, that would be, give me craft, <laughs> give me the memory verse, just don't give me teaching. Um, and that's okay. Um, some of you might think, you know what, if I got some more training, maybe I'd be okay with it come on. We're not saying you have to do it. Um, So if you say, I want to learn, and then by the end of it think, you know what, God's really not gifted me in that way, that's okay. It's no problems. Um, But maybe you might find, if you have a bit more training, that, oh, I can can do this, and I've been equipped um, with different strategies. Um, Because I think with the curriculum, the video is amazing. Um, But as we teach the story, if we can make the story come alive so that the kids remember the story, that's amazing. Um, I, I did Beach Mission with some phenomenal children's um, storytellers. Um, Mike Perini used to get his son, Jason, um, he'd sit him on a barrel and he'd be a ventriloquist with his son. And so he'd stick his hand up um, his son's back and then Jason would come alive. And so it looked like 
he was the doll, um, but they would do the story together. And you had, we'd be on Beach Mission with hundreds of non-Christian people watching Mike and Jason doing this talk. And, you know, I remember it far more than the team talks in the morning. Like, it was just phenomenal. Another one, Bruce Linton. Um, again, the way they use visuals to explain the truths of the gospel, I think. Um, and some of you may do it, but I just think there are people we can learn from. There are ways that we can grow. And so if you would be like to be a part of that, we would love to have your name. So um, stay tuned. Um, don't be afraid in putting your name forward, um, but see it as an opportunity um, to, to equip yourself. Um, the next thing, onto a little bit more admin. Um, the next thing, the sign-in desk. Um, so we trialled... Um, Carolina has done a phenomenal job. She took over from Glenn. Um, for those of you who've been around for a while, we had the labels. Unfortunately, the label system didn't like our Wi-Fi and it became quite chaotic in on a Sunday morning. So we went to pre-printed labels. They've been great. However, they take a lot of Carolina's time. Secondly, there is an awful lot of wastage. Um, and thirdly, we're double handling information. So the hope is that we're going to bring back the labels. Um, we trialled it on Sunday. On the whole, it worked fine. It was just a little bit slow. I bought another printer yesterday. So hopefully in the next few weeks, uh, we will get them back up and running. Um, what we're also going to do is reopen the sign-in desk. When we used to have a break, um, we used to open the sign-in desk so anyone who was late could sign in in the break. Um, when we lost the break, we lost that. Um, however, um, I think it will help. So what's going to happen is in the notices time, the sign-in desk will go back out into the hall. So if you are late to church, please, uh, and I'll get to that in a minute, Keep your kids with you in worship um, or if they won't settle in the overflow room. During notices, go and sign them in and drop them in the rooms. And the reason why we did that, before we had this system, um, parents used to drop their children off kind of... Now, I'm talking adventurers, builders and conquerors, not that it applies to conquerors anymore, but um, at any time. And it actually became very disruptive for... Um, the teachers. And secondly, it also became quite hard for some children because the children were all engaged in a story or engaged in an activity. And this poor little child comes in after everyone else and they're just a bit lost. They don't quite know how they fit in or where to go. So um, what will happen is on a Sunday morning, rather than getting your friend to sign you in when you're running late, and I get how hard it is to get out the door some morning, um, keep your kids with you during worship, sign them in, and then take them. Similarly, if you like to feed your kids during worship because they get hungry, adventurers, builders, and conquerors, that's fine. Please just keep them until the notices. So rather than 10 or 15 minutes in, they've finished their morning tea, so I'll drop them in. Again, that can be really disruptive for the leaders because they've got to stop what they're doing. They've got to orientate your child. Um, so we just want two clear, distinct 10 o'clock or the 15 minutes before 10 and then halfway through the service. Um, that would be great. Notice I didn't talk about babies or builders. Um, I mean, sorry, babies or toddlers. Look, babies, you just want to try. Um, we just want to try. Um, so with toddlers and, and babies, that's very different. You know, you might try your child three times in a morning just to get them used to. Um, but certainly for adventurers, builders and conquerors, if you can stick to that, that would be um, super helpful. 
Um, and be patient with the people who serve. Um, sometimes technology is not our friend um, and they're doing their very best. So um, hopefully, please Lord, um, it will work smoothly. The other thing too is with this new structure and the team we've built, um, there's a group of people that we cannot do without and that's our room leaders. And so Ollie, Steph who's not here tonight, Michelle, Tim and the Sismies, um, if you can stand up and we can just give you a big round of applause, I'd love that. Don't be shy. <laughs> Thanks. Um, these, these people are still your go-to people for your rooms. Um, so these, these people I'm still so thankful for because if you're having trouble with Elvanto, talk to them. If you're having trouble with the curriculum, they all now have access to the curriculum so they can add you and if they can't, they'll talk to me. Um, but they're still your, your, you know, if you're really struggling with a child, you know, in your room, please speak to them. So if you need resources, speak to them. Um, poor, poor Steph gets almost every week. We need sanitizer. We need wipes. Um, but they are your go-to people. So please, um, room leaders, I'm so thankful for you. Um, you do a wonderful job. Um, but please, yeah, be, be chatting to them and speaking to them. Um, a couple of other things. If your refresher course is due, please email me for a code. I do not want you to have the hassle of having to do the whole thing again. So if you know in the next month or next two months um, your Refresher Safe Ministry course is up, um, check that date. Um, If you can't find it, I can check that date for you. Um, But please don't let that time go by because it's not, we don't control that, Safe Ministry controls that. So if your expiry date is over, um, you may not be able to just tack on a refresher. So please check that date. Um, Also Elvanto swaps, we've got so much better and it's, um, yeah, so much better than it used to be. But just if you make a swap through your app because no one accepts your swap request, um, please make sure it is changed in Elvanto. That's um, that's a, a point of reference for so many people on a Sunday morning. So if it's not right with who's serving, it can just make it a bit tricky. If you can't, um, make it swap, let your room leader know and then they can let Carolina know or myself know and we can do it behind the scenes. Um, but please make sure that that happens. Um, the new roster is almost um, complete. So if you if there's something that needs to be changed, let me know kind of in the next 48 hours so that I can make sure I accommodate you in that. But Or if you want to jump on, if you're here tonight and not on and you think, yes, get me involved, speak to me. Um, and last but not least, if you don't have a T-shirt, we have them here tonight. So please grab a T-shirt from me. Uh, but like I said at the very beginning, I'm so thankful for you all and praise God for the number of kids that he's given us because it it truly is a blessing. What a great team, are they not? And they will serve us so well, I think. Just one final point of uh, thing as well that that I just thought about because I sense it when I'm preaching. If there's any way you can encourage your children to have the giant we before you put them in, that would be good because sometimes when I'm preaching, suddenly there's a hundred kids that need to go to the toilet all at once. Um, that's really unhelpful. And there's some, certain times when you're really trying to preach the gospel and reach unbelievers and suddenly lots of people leave. And so one of the things we're going to start doing is we're not going to call out more than two parents at once for wheeze. So if your kid's number eight, they might wet themselves. So, but we're doing it deliberately because it's distracting to the preach word and we don't want that. There's other things going on. So please, if you can, encourage them to have the biggest wee they've ever had before they start. I don't know how it catches as well. 
Somebody needs a wee. Now the whole room needs a wee. It's like, do you need to? Oh, I'm not sure whether you do or not. But anyway, that would be really helpful. Listen, finally, uh, before I just open the floor to a bit of Q&A as well, I just want to go through how do we plan to keep your kids safe? And if you'd go ahead, in your packets, there is a child safe policy, and which I want you to go ahead and just pull out and look through. This has been put together painstakingly by, by Rebecca Song, actually. She's done a lot of work on this, uh, getting in touch with various different government officials as well to try and work out exactly what the um, qualifications are of the child safe policy. Uh, Paul Reese has been really helpful, um, and this and Janelle as well, just done a wonderful job. And it's really been the, the, the labor of a pastoral team and director board that want to make sure we're doing all we can to keep our kids safe. And there has been changes in this, you know, ever since the Royal Commission um, that took place, the government standards have changed on what we have to do as a church, as an organisation. They haven't changed in a bad way, I think they've changed in a good way. And I don't like policies generally. I'd rather stab myself in the face than read too many policies. However, when it comes to a child safe policy, this one is really important, you know, for two reasons. Firstly, we want to keep your kids safe. And as a pastor who sometimes ends up dealing with parents, actually, or people as they get older that have been abused as a kid, I can assure you it wrecks their life. And so we want to make sure that a kid doesn't grow up associating sexual abuse with what happened to them at church. That would be horrendous. And so when it comes to child safe policy, it isn't just like, oh, this might be an extra thing, or do I have to? Yeah, because we want to keep the kids safe. And we want to keep, actually, your kids safe. <laughs> for each of the parents that are here. The second thing, which is lesser than the first thing, but still also important, when a church is dragged through the mud by a paper because there's been a sexual abuse case in church, that church is a nightmare to then lead because you end up with all sorts of challenges in the press. And I don't particularly want to have Sovereign Grace Church Sydney um, labelled as a church that harbours paedophiles. And that's the type of thing that I've seen happen overseas in particular. And you're like, oh my goodness. And that isn't necessarily the case, but people get wind of things. And so we must keep our kids safe. And in doing so, we're also keeping the gospel safe, the integrity and purity of, of the Lord's church and the people he died for. And so we've come together with this child safe policy. This is going to be implemented straight away in effect but by the 1st of March, it's the official launch day of the policy. So it becomes effectively for our, um, our organisation, for our church, a legally binding document by the 1st of March. And there's a few things you need to know. As you look through it, and you will need to read it, it's very important that you read it. One of the reasons why it's important to read it, because here's a change. Under page 12, reporting obligations regarding child abuse, it used to be that pastors um, and ministers are mandatory reporters, we still are. But if you suspect child abuse and you're a, you're a leader or a parent, you have to report it. You're a mandatory reporter. So it's no longer just pastors. It's actually you. And so that adds into a second question then. So, well, how do I know if somebody's been abused? Exactly. That's why we, we are asking you to do the child safe policy, all the, all the safe ministry training. I know it takes a long time. But you're going to learn in that safe ministry training, what, what, do, what is even abuse? And how would I know? And who would I report to? How would this work? That's really, really important and that we know that and we understand it, particularly when the reality is you are now a mandatory reporter and you will need to report should you come across things. It talks, so you'll need to read all of this and you'll need to get that done. It talks about in here 
Um, if I turn to different pages, it talks about who, who you contact should problems occur, should you have suspicions. So you can contact me as the lead pastor. Our safe ministry representative is Michelle Walker. So where you come across something or you have a question, you can come to me, you can come to Michelle or the sphere leader, which is Janelle. So as you're reading this policy through and you think, who are these people? Well, lead pastor's me. Safe ministry representative is Michelle. Um, the sphere leader is Janelle. It talks about a um, child protection helpline in here. It talks about the RCSM. Is that, what, what does that stand for? Regional Committee of Sexual Misconduct. Is that right? Response Committee of Sexual Misconduct. That is a Sovereign Grace actual organisation that we use. It's a, it's a group of guys in the States, but they've been massively trained in this. So we have to report to them. So if something happens in, in our church, as part of our denomination, we also report to them to say, hey, you need to be aware there's this going on. They advise us pastorally as to what to do. We would also have to let police know and so on and so forth. So all that to say, it's really important that on this one you read this policy Given the nature of this importance, I've put in the opening letter in all your dockets that you need to read it by the 1st of March and you need to email Carolina to say that you've read it and you plan to adhere to it. If you don't do that, we won't actually have you serve any kids ministry. The reason for that, and it's the same with the Safe Ministry course, there's about 10 of you that haven't done it yet. Please do it. I've written to you all several times. Please actually do it. If you don't want to do it or can't do it, let me know and we'll take you out of kids' ministry because we want to keep our kids safe. We want to do what we can. Do I have concerns for anybody in the room personally? No. But who, if you don't have a standard, then who knows who comes in next and you just do it on preference? It doesn't work like that. And I think I love the fact church is a family. I think it's a wonderful thing. But I also know through my experience in the UK as a church grows... It has to become slightly less family in the way you structure some things because you don't know everybody as well as time goes on. And so these policies, they help us. They help us keep kids safe, keep the gospel safe. So please do the safe ministry training. Please read this. And I think that's going to help us keep your kids safe to the best of our ability. And just again, Rebecca Song has done an amazing job of this. Our last policy was quite hard to read and possibly a bit confusing in places. This one's a lot more streamlined and a lot more makes sense as to what you do. And given the fact you are mandatory reporters, I would definitely encourage you to work out what does that even mean and who would I contact should things happen. I pray by the Lord's grace that we never have to report things. However, I also know given the reality of evil and sin, we do. I have had to report things in this church already in the last 10 years. It's the reality of sin. And we don't shout about it, but it's, it's a reality. And so I want to make sure we have got a cohort of parents and leaders that are tight on this and understand the way it works and stand together as we protect our kids. Amen? All right. So what I want to do now is let, give you a chance to do Q&A. General, if you want to join me, in case there's any hard questions, I just take easy ones. Yes. The other mic. It just won't pick up on the recording without you. That was my tooth. Mind your tooth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you have a youth who's serving, we're actually going to have to run through this with them as well. So there's a form that you need to sign for someone who's under the age of 18, basically to say that they have not done anything. 
Um, secondly, um, we'll also have a, a training session. We just haven't quite firmed up the plans. We'll invite you as their parent and the child to come to that because we're aware of the sensitive nature um, mm-hmm. of these topics. Um, but we will, you know, so if your child is a youth, they can't be cuddling the children, you know, yeah. like if we're talking adventurers, you know, they can't be having the children sit on their laps and cuddling the children and all that sort of thing. So yeah. even though they're a youth, um, there are certain behaviours that they need to adhere to as well. Yeah, and that's really important. You know, it's a funny one because you think, oh, youth, they're fine. And they probably are. However, just again, just talking from experience, just being totally candid with you, a couple of the situations I've known on the different churches were actually youth with kids. And you just think, oh, they're just, they're just kids. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Or maybe there's a chance. You just don't know. And so I, I don't want to make everybody really cautious in case we do anything, but we've got to be realistic and work out, okay, if we're having policies, then we're having policies. And this is the way we're going to function. This is the way we're going to operate. And we just got to stick with that. And so our youth, actually, it's, it's hard for them, isn't it? Because they're like 14 and they're like, oh, we're just hanging out one minute. And it's like, I know, but now you're a leader, which means you've got to give room. And that's the way we're going to function. Otherwise, we will never quite pick up where there might be challenges because it will just look like family life. You won't realize. And, and that's what makes us vulnerable. It's a harsh and sad reality, but it's a reality. All right, Q&A. You can ask us questions about... Um, Beth, you can come up as well, Michelle, in case... Yeah, just come up. Yeah, yeah, I'm, hope, I'm going to ask you something. Um, you can ask us any questions about anything that we've said tonight or any other plans or ask these ladies anything you want to do. Or we go home early. Or we go... <laughs> no, they don't want to go home early. They've got kids. They're going to go on a date night. They're going to like hang out. They're going to eat the snacks. And... I've got a question. What about um, for you, Beth? Because somebody said to me just actually this evening, oh, I didn't even know we had SG Kids Sovereign Grace music. How can they get in touch with (laughs) good kids' music that they can have playing in their homes? Okay, great question. So there is a Spotify playlist, an Apple Music, is that what it's called? I don't have it. Apple Music playlist that Janelle has prepared in the past. So if you Google SG Kids, uh, Google, in the search thing in Spotify... SG Kids, it'll come up. There's a playlist cool. there, and I've already got some stuff that I want to start adding to it. But there's some fabulous songs there that range from there's some Sovereign Grace stuff that is geared for kids, there's some Sovereign Grace stuff that was Christmas related, there's good old Colin. Good old Colin. Good old Colin. So there's a whole mix of stuff on there that you can enjoy with your own children if your parents, or yeah, I'm pretty sure all the leaders have already good. seen it, hopefully. That's great. Excellent. Yes, and our Easter song is Jesus is Alive by City of Light. Just, yes. I didn't say that before. Yes. So do they need to, do parents need to, what, what do they do? Is that just going to be all on the leader's responsibilities or is it like, oh, let's play it in at home? Yeah, I think, um, I was, I didn't want an information overload tonight, but... Um, oh, they've already infoloaded, they've already okay. had that. They've here's some beyond. more information for you. Um, I was going to push out to the um, room leader's Um, just how we can slowly introduce this song and step-by-step actually teach it to them and go through, like, what is the song even singing about? Um, What do the words mean? Like, there's a word, like, I think, condemnation or something. Like, what does that mean? Um, So we can do that teaching side thing at church, but also from home, I guess, as well. But parents would love for you to... um, be singing it with your kids and I can push out through the WhatsApp as well some ideas about how to fold it into your family life and mm. your kids love hearing things on repetition because kids love familiarity and they'll listen to it 
Lockie will just listen to a song over and over and over mm. again. And you're like, this is driving me mad. But for them, they're like, this is so familiar. I feel really safe and happy. So it will be the song that you love to hate and hate to love <laughs> by the end of it. That's true. That's excellent. Yeah, good. Good. Any questions? Yes. No, neither neither of we. If it's any comfort, so this is information for me as well. If you remember way back when, and we had the booklets that lasted for a year, the idea of that was that they learnt it for the week. Um, Currently, at the moment, um, it it actually then just got a little bit bigger than Ben Hur in trying to um, police, and you'd have a child that actually clearly hadn't learnt it, but they remembered a few key words, but they really wanted a sticker and they really wanted a prize, (laughs) and it just yeah, it just became. Whereas you'd have some children that knew it verbatim, Um, so it just became really hard to police. So the idea is. On a Sunday, you actually spend some time so that the children are at least able to take away most of the passage with it. And then what what now we have for you is as parents, you can spend as much or as little time as you would like, re, you know, um, going over that verse. But no, they don't need to come back currently um, the next week and tell it. If they want to, they can. Um, but in terms of stickers and prizes and all that kind of thing, we've just let that go for, for the time being because it... Yeah, everyone got one because, you know, we're all good sports. So, you know, like that kind of thing. Does yeah. that answer it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we might do on that as well. We haven't, we haven't decided how, we, how we're going to do it. But like pastor's challenges or something where it's like, okay, kids, this week, learn it. And anybody that does it, we're going to get you in the meeting. We're going to get you to shout. Then we're going to really be clapping. So we want it to be a moment where you're like, hey, this is our church family here. This is all part of it. You kids are doing amazing. And so we start to link up a little bit more. Um, it's a great opportunity, isn't it? I don't think it's been our strength as a family like uh, getting the kids to memorize scriptures. But I wish it was. I wish our kids had got to 12 and knew tens and tens of scriptures. I think it's such a great thing. I wish I'd had that as a kid. I didn't know nothing. I was just like, ooh, Jesus. But it's helpful. We can help them. I had to learn when I got older. And it's still in one verse Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, good. So at the end of four weeks, we could say, all right, great. We're going to go and we could take a video camera in there and we could do live link. Okay, they're listening. Okay, good. Sorry, just thinking out loud there. Any other questions? We good? Well, you can contact us anytime um, if you've got things on your heart, things you want to do. Um, think, if you've got ideas for us, that would be great. Another thing we're looking into is what is trying to get together like a recommended resource list. So, okay, I've got babies, I've got toddlers. I've got very, what would be good books for you to buy to get hold of them and start reading through with them? Because there's nothing worse than when you... You get your picture story Bible and you're like, that's not even true. That's a really depressing moment. Um, so you really, if you're going to at least teach them, at least teach them something that's true. So we'll try and get good stuff in your hands and recommend stuff for you, which would be good. Same with songs. I mean, you can, you can listen to any songs you want. But honestly, you listen to some kids' songs and you're like, ah, that's not even true. Let's at least get them to hide truth in their heart rather than, oh, that's actually heresy. And now let's get them to, to get truth hidden in their hearts. So we'll try and work hard on that list that Beth's doing. Um, and that'll super help. And it is surprising what gets stuck in their, their heads. And don't underestimate your kids in it. I mean, I was saying to the ladies, when I went to the Philippines, they always do um, like an item when I'm there. And it's not like a, any old item. They're about this big. And they're singing like 
full-on sovereign grace song that they've totally memorized and they're standing there singing it as a big group swaying and you're like, okay. But then when you get to know them, you realize the parents are spending a lot of time teaching them these songs. They're getting excited about it. Don't underestimate what the kids can learn because suddenly they're six and they're singing about molecules and planets and all that the Lord's doing and that's what they were doing. And you're like, you're getting some great truth in your, in your heart. So don't underestimate them. But we all need to work together on that and so it becomes a cool thing. Do you, know, do you want to pray for us as we finish up? Heavenly Father, I thank you for you. Lord, I thank yes. you that in our sin you saved us. Mm-hmm. Lord, you chose us, you redeemed us, you called us by name. And I thank you that our names are written in the book of life. We pray that for our children. Lord, we pray that for all the children in the corridors. We pray that they would confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. We pray in your kindness and your mercy that you would save them. I pray that in you know, 5, 10, 15 years' time that we will just be amazed by the number of children in our church who, or number of teenagers in our church who love you, who are serving you and who are living their lives for the gospel. Um, Lord, I thank you for all the parents in this room. I pray that you would continue encouraging us in the task that you've called us to. I pray that you would continue equipping us and I pray that we would continue spurring each other on um, to teach our children the truths of the gospel. Lord, I thank you for each of the people who teach in those rooms. Lord, I thank you for the time they spend preparing the lessons. Lord, I thank you for the prayer that goes into teaching the children week in and week out. I pray that you would bless them in their teaching. Lord, I pray your word would come alive to them in their preparation. I pray that in their preparation that they would be challenged and amazed by who you are. And I pray then that they would be able to dazzle the children with the gospel. Lord, I pray that the the rooms would be full of fun, um, settled and calm children. Um, but Lord, also full of truth. Um, And Lord, I pray that um, over the coming years that you would be glorified through the work that's done in and through those rooms. Amen. 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 Guys, thanks for coming out. You can stay. We don't have to get out till a good 15 minutes. So if you want to hang out, feel free to uh, go crazy. If if you're a couple and you need a corner or whatever you need, that's fine. Uh, Just grab yourself some food and enjoy some company, enjoy some fellowship. Not for work, you know, not for cuddling or anything, just community. All right.